When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to another Team News. Two weeks break, obviously, with the international break, but we're back with a full set of teams this time. Obviously, it was only uh, four fixtures last time, if I recall. Um, yeah, interesting. How has your uh, international break been, Neil? It was lovely. Yeah, I had, I had a, a week off from work, so um, I did feel a benefit when I came back. I was ready to go, and um, it, you do need, I think, uh, time to step away from, from football. I'm not one of those people who seeks to fill every waking hour my day with some form of fantasy game or another. I know in the summer sometimes some people play like fantasy uh, Formula One I've seen and fantasy Tour de France and things like that. But I'm I'm pleased of the of a bit of respite away national break. But I'm ready to go now, which is a good job because I've had a, a very busy Friday with with 14 press conferences to get through. Yeah, we'll get on to it. Just I once played fantasy cricket, but it was the Ashes, so you're only picking between two teams. Um, yeah. So yeah, not as. Uh, <laughs> Not as in-depth or interesting as uh, FPL. So, yeah, let's just um, jump straight into it. I was just saying to Neil before we start, I'm going to go basically the same order for the first three teams because three of the players we talked about last time, Bamford, Son, and uh, Jack Grealish, are still question- Well, still have some question marks over them, which we're going to deal with now. So let's start with Spurs. I guess there is two things, right? One, what's the latest situation with Son? And two, do you think Bale is going to start? Do you think he's going to get his place back? I'll, I'll deal with the easy one first, and that is Son, because um, Marino has been very helpful. And he said that um, Son will be selected. He didn't even just say he was in contention or is under consideration. He said he was going to be selected. Um, he's trained fully for the first time this morning. Uh, yesterday was partial exercises, and last week uh, he wasn't able to train at all. I think this is more Marino just trying to cover his tracks uh, and explain away that Son couldn't possibly have represented Korea over the international break. But he's gonna he's gonna feature this weekend, which is good. So you'll see the flag coming off him very shortly, if if not already. Um, uh, there are other injury news. Just while I, while I, I stole you on bail, um, Reguion is fine. He's he's ready going to Mourinho. But uh, two of the fullbacks, Dotty and Davis, are both out. So it could be um, Reguion and uh, Tanganga again playing at fullback. So yeah, Bale, the, the big. Two, is, really, uh, what, sorry, yeah. ju- just because you mentioned Regan on there, good news that he's back. How? What kind of injury was it for Davis? Is it just like possibly a short to one or? Well, I saw his national boss um, uh, Page, who's, who's obviously caretaker for gigs, saying it was a significant injury. So we haven't had much of a. I've not seen much of a, um, a definite prognosis since then. But obviously, if he's calling it significant, I think he was. He then backtracked a little bit and said he would be fine for the Euros, but still, oh wow, okay. and that that yeah, that would be that would be great if you know for if anyone's looking at Reggion for the double, um, and the good fixtures around that. Uh, if we had one less fullback to worry about, um, and and two of course because Tanganga has played on the left, I'm pretty sure before, um, but if Dottie's out at the same time, then um, that's that's one less option on the right. I know Aurier is obviously still an option there, but uh, he hasn't featured as much lately. Uh, so yeah, um, uh, it's I don't know the exact prognosis, but obviously it's it's enough to keep him out at the moment. Um, yeah, so we go we go on to Bale, which is a, an answer I haven't really finalised out in my head. I haven't done Spurs team news out here yet. 
Um, yeah, I did. I did half see this coming. I didn't. I didn't actually go for Bale myself because I did see this sort of half coming. <laughs> um, the short-lived uh, in favour of Mourinho, and then and then he's, he's suddenly the pariah, which is often the case with Mourinho. He, he, he goes through um, fits and starts with players of players of being in their good books, and then all of a sudden the the cast on it was scrappy. I don't think it's quite that straightforward just yet. But he hasn't done himself any favours with his comments over the international break, saying that he's only he only came to Spurs for the game time um, ahead of Wales being in Euro 2020. And of course, we saw in, in game week 29, he didn't play a single minute. Um, we know that Sun's going to feature, for example, this weekend. We know that Lucas Moore is almost certainly going to feature because he's he's sort of he's become a, a regular under Mourinho of late, which leaves one spot. So I think he's got a decent chance. Because, um, as has been widely discussed before, it, depend, it kind of depends on the opposition and it kind of depends on the quality of um, not just the, the fullback, but um, who, who the winger is in front of that fullback. And they're playing Newcastle. Now, the right back spot for us is a problem position. It has been for, for years, really. Um, we've got Mankiw in there. Now, I think it's a better option than Kraft, but um, there's no one really ahead. There's Joe Linton, who's um, sort of a wide right forward. Uh, so there's there's not much to worry about down that right flank for Newcastle. So, um, oh, of course, sorry, so, uh, Bale plays on the opposite flank, doesn't he? Um, but uh, can you still see me, by the way? No, uh, you my, just my, turned your webcam yeah. off. I decided to dodge a question by hiding there and I'm back. Yeah, I, I, I think I've like come... I, I, I think like there is a chance that he plays this week, and I think if you've got a good bench, there is an argument just to hold on to him. But I think longer term, you have to if you haven't got Son, you've got to make the switch. I think. Yeah, if you if you it's a straight choice between the two, you get Son because you know he's going to play. They're out of Europe now as well, so the focus is now on the league and of course the EFL Cup final. By the way, I come out just backtrack completely on my right-sided comments, Mark, because Bale has been playing down the right for Spurs. He'll be up against Newcastle's left, um, so I've completely made an arse of that. But luckily, luckily, there's nothing down the left to worry about either. It's just dumb it or Jamal Lewis. So um, yeah, a chance of feature, but I totally agree. If you're going for the if you're going for the straight choice, then go for Son absolutely, because you just cannot guarantee. Even when Bill starts, you can't guarantee he's going to play more than sixty odd minutes. So um, that's the thing. Even if he starts this week, I wouldn't necessarily think he starts against Man United. Then does he start both against Everton? You're always going to have these yeah. question marks. And I yeah. think Spurs fixtures actually, if you take the Man United game out, they're actually looking really good. Newcastle double, Sheffield United leads. I know they blank in thirty three, but as a set of fixtures outside of that, they're pretty decent. So I, I think if you've got all three, then you could maybe hold on to him. But Bale to Son, I feel like that's a soon. You're gonna have to do it at some point. So maybe it could be this week. But yeah, chancey starts, of course. Um, let's go on to Leeds. So Bamford had a knock last week, and then he played, and then he got another knock, which I think I don't know if it was a reoccurrence, but he kind of said afterwards, didn't he, that he he knew his legs wouldn't last the whole game, and I think yeah. he said he was surprised it even lasted as long as they did. Came away with two returns. What's it looking like for this week? Yeah, there was a couple of interviews I think on the Leeds podcast where he was talking about he wasn't even sure he was going to feature in game week thirty, um, but he was surprised at how confident Bielsa was of him starting and, and lasting at least the, the duration of the game. Um, so, yeah, uh, no word on him specifically from Bielsa yesterday, but uh, he did say the group was healthy. And we heard from Bamford, I think on, was it yesterday it was, on the Leeds podcast where he was talking about having physio treatment over the international break, but then joining in with the, the full murder ball sessions, um, which suggests that he's, he's obviously able to train fully. He's had two weeks to recover from this. I think it was a separate issue. I think it was his, his hip 
was a knock to his hip the first time, and then he was talking about a troublesome calf um, this time around. Obviously, he's played pretty much every game this season, so he's, he's maybe carrying a few things as we head into the final quarter. Um, but he's he was notable by his absence from Bielsa's updates. And Bielsa normally tells us pretty much everything. Um, and yeah, the fact that he said the, the group is healthy, I'm expecting him to, to feature. Uh, I think the only injury or illness doubt they've got is uh, is Click in midfield. He's got COVID and he's observing the protocol and they're still evaluating him. Rodrigo and Hernandez are back, but not 100% match fit. And Akuba is fine as well. At centre-half, he had a, an illness as well, missed out for Scotland. So, yeah, just a one absentee, and um, we think Bamford is, is going to be fine. Good stuff. Um, let, let's go on to Aston Villa. So I've seen some good quotes from uh, Dean Smith. Always knew this was going to be the game where he might be back yeah. for, which is good for him to tell us. So, yeah, what, what's the latest on Grealish? What are the chances you think of him um, starting this week rather than just being involved? Yeah, I, th- I think I think you'll start. Um, we'll come on to Madison in a second. I'm more confident of Grealish featuring, for example, in Madison. Uh, he's been back in training over the international break. He's been in full training this week. Um, Smith did sort of say that he, it was only a couple of days that he's been in, but he has. He was in interviewed, for example, on Villa TV yesterday and said he looked really good. Um, and he said after game week 30 that the rest of his team were always waiting for him to be fit again. So I do think if there's any chance, even if he's not 100%, any chance of him being back involved, they're, they're going to shove him straight back in because he's just... They've just floundered without him. I know the sort of form predated his his absence, but um, he's yeah. They've just they're just not scoring, not creating anything. Watkins hasn't had a big chance, and Squeamish got injured. So um, I think he'll be. I think he'll be straight back in. Uh, the only other doubts they've got, I think. Um, I think I think that's just it. I think Wesley's back. He's playing for the under twenty threes. I think as we speak, and I think Courtney House is back as well, back in full training. So I don't think they've got anybody outstanding injured. Yeah, good. So I think if you if you've got Watkins, you probably you hold for at least one more week. I know people have been holding for the double, which we still don't know when that's going to be. But um, yeah, I think Fulham at home is a decent enough chance if uh, Greenish is back. Let's go. Well, let's just go to Leicester, considering you mentioned them anyway. Um, talking about Madison, obviously Pereira was flagged. Harvey Barnes is still out as well. What's the latest on those three? Yeah, so Barnes is still out. Uh, Roger says he's still got a, a way to go. A way to go. Um, it's not just the recovery from the surgery; it's then getting back into training and then, and then doing uh, team training after individual rehab. Um, uh, uh, Under still out as well, and I think obviously James Justin's a long-term one. But it's positive elsewhere. Um, Madison and Pereira both available, um, so uh, they're back in the squad, and they'll be, I'm sure they'll be involved this weekend in some capacity. And it, it is what that capacity is. Pereira, you think, will come straight back in? because uh, it's a short-term absence. Madison, um, I guess there's more competition for his place. Now, you think Madison is just a shoe in to, to come straight back in, and ordinarily that probably is the case, but he's been out for six weeks, and we saw earlier on this season, game mix one of five, I think, Madison used heavily off the bench after returning from injury. I know it's slightly different. It was a slightly longer period out, but they have got options there, and, and the fact that Perez is, is playing quite well uh, in between, in behind that um, Iheanacho Vardy front two, there is a, an element of doubt about whether Madison comes straight back in. Um, he might, he might be reintroduced a bit more gradually. But obviously, I think most folk are kind of more interested from as it's game week thirty-two onwards. Or yeah, West Brom thirty-two, then, I think. Yeah, when their fixtures turn. So this is a. I don't think many people are going to be getting him in for the Man City game. So 
this is a decent audition the next couple of weeks to see how fit he is firstly and then and then if he's going to be sort of frustrated back in that team and in what system um because at the moment there is a space for Madison and Ianacho and Vardy and uh, they're playing this sort of three four one two with with Perez playing just behind so that's that's tailor-made for Madison really um, it's just whether or not Rogers throws him straight back in against Man City as well, where you're going to need your legs to to hair after the ball. So um, maybe I doubt whether he comes straight back in the start eleven, but he's he's back in the squad anyway, and he'll he'll definitely be involved in game week thirty. Yeah, I think that I think that's important as well. Like if you go onto the team news tab on fantasyfootballscout.co.uk, you can see the formations. Obviously, it's not all updated for next week necessarily, but uh, not yet anyway. But um, yeah, Leicester Perez going out and Madison in in the next couple of weeks. So that would just because that, that that formation's been working so well. Ian Acho's like, yeah. he's been, I think he's got nine returns in the last six games, which is ridiculous. Um, and a lot of people are looking at him. And I think the big worry was when Madison and Barnes come back, do they switch back to the regular formation? But if Barnes is going to be a little while, um, potentially even, not, I wouldn't say for the whole rest of the season, but for a large chunk of it, uh, yeah, it could be good news for Ian Acho for anyone that's looking at him. I'm sure Wildcarders next week, for example, will be looking at that. So, yeah, important news, that one. Um, let's go back up to uh, Chelsea. Uh, so, Tiger Silva, he's been out for a while now, hasn't he? I, I feel like weeks we've been talking about him. I, didn't he come back and then he went again? Um, right. And he's yeah. still out, right? No, he's back. Oh, he's back. Okay. Uh, yeah. Candy's, oh, Candy's literally, I, I've, yeah. I've literally got the thing on screen and I've read it incorrectly. <laughs> It's a good job, you're right. I'm listening. Um, yeah, Canty is the only absentee, so it's not just Thiago is back, but um, three players who were, were doubts or flagged over the international break: uh, Jorginho, who missed out for Italy, uh, Abraham, who's got this niggling ankle issue, and who's the third one again? Um, I'll, I'll come back to you on that. But anyway, Thiago is back, uh, which is annoying if you're investing in Chelsea's defence because. Um, Tuchel said this afternoon pretty much that he's going to change things around. He's going to have rotation, uh, even at centre-back. That is that is traditionally one of his more settled areas. We've seen Azpilicueta start every league game. Rudiger's only missed out once. And Thiago had been a regular start until he got injured. But Christensen's come in and done really well. Um, and Zuma's has played the odd game as well. So there's a lot of competition there at centre-half. We even saw Emerson play there at, in the FA Cup to just further complicated matters but um yeah he's, he's back so it's just Kante who's out and Kante is um is not only up for this he's probably going to miss Porto in midweek and there was talk of him coming back for the second leg against Porto so that might also mean he's out for game week 31 um let me just uh stall you a second while I try and figure out who the third person who was he's got oh Hudson Adoy there you go Hudson Adoy he had a shoulder problem he came back from England under 21 duty but um uh, apparently Chelsea's got a fully foot squad other than Canty so we're assuming even though they weren't mentioned by name by the manager uh, that they're all fine and Chelsea's website actually does list them individually so should be all good yeah, that's, that Thiago Silva news is not good because there's hardly... If Hans Pellequet is not going to continue to not miss out, then there isn't many spaces. Like I've got Rudiger. I'm sure Christensen will keep playing because he's done well. So, yeah, I think if you bring a Chelsea defender and you've got to expect a bit of rotation, probably just pay for Hans Pellequet at this point if you've got the money and you don't want to yeah. take the punt on Alonso or just get Mendy. But even he's missed a game, hasn't he? So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah the double up could be, could be great or it could be... Um, disappointing let's let's see how it works out over the next few weeks uh let's go to liverpool next so jota i saw very good over the international break 
um, playing for Portugal. But it looks yeah. like not necessarily his only competition because they can play four attackers, but Firmino's back. Is that right? Because he's been out for a little few games, right? Yeah, he's the only one who's back for Liverpool uh, from that injured contingent. So obviously the longer term ones are not expecting back anyway, like the Van Dijk and, and Gomez, Matip. But um, uh, Kelleher and Origi are still out as well. Uh, and Firmino's back. Yeah, he's been he's been sighted on the training ground over the international break. Just a minor knee problem. Um, he's missed, I think, three competitive matches. But he's, he's back involved. So, yeah, it's, it's competition. Uh, and there is a risk. I mean, Liverpool's got a Champions League game coming up on Tuesday. So, will Klopp have one eye on that? He's bound to, even though he might profess to, to not doing that. And, of course, Jota's had um, two successive starts this week already for Portugal. Whereas Firmino, whilst obviously Jota's the man in form, Firmino's had a, a breather. He's traditionally, I think, quite good against Arsenal. And um, as I said, there's that Tuesday night game in, in Madrid as well coming up. So there is obviously some element of risk involved rotation-wise. But obviously for the price you're paying for Jota, then um, you kind of expect that. And he is, as I say, he's, he's looked the better of the not just Firmino, but the front three overall of late. Do you think he start off more, more matches than not in the running? Um, we'll see how how much priority uh, how much priority Klopp gives the Champions League in the coming weeks because again they've got some decent fixtures in the running. Um, so yeah, I think just uh, nothing nothing new to report in terms of injuries. I don't think there's any fresh ones, not that I've heard about anyway. Um, a lot of players, uh, Robertson and Wijnaldum got a lot of minutes over the international break, but Robertson, I don't think he's missed a minute this season in the Premier League, so um, he seems to be immune to that um, red zone rotation. I've just jinxed it now. Okay. Yeah, no, you, you probably have. Yeah, I think um, like it'd be really good from an FPL point of view for Liverpool, Man City, and Chelsea to all get knocked out. To be honest, I feel like yeah. I feel like for the Europa League, sometimes like teams will prioritize that because they feel like they can win it because it's maybe a little bit easier than obviously winning the Champions League. I just and I. I'm the same on Liverpool. Like with Man City, I own two attackers, and, I, and we'll come on to them now. And I really think that Leeds game there's a huge worry. I'm not so worried about this week. Yeah. Um, but but with Liverpool, I'm not quite sure because you can't bank on winning the Champions League, um, and they've still got a shot at top four. So I, I yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I think this week will be a good good kind of show of what you know what Klopp thinks of the league and and Champions League. But yeah, let's let's come on to Man City because they're always rotating anyway. Or at least it always feels like they are. Um, and I mean, they are going to win the league and they are going to prioritise Champions League, I would say. Do you think we're going to see much rotation this week, though? Because obviously Leicester, if any team is going to take their spot at the top, Leicester could be one of them. I know it's very unlikely, but do you see much rotation? I think they're never going to see one or two players rested, yeah. I think um, I, I detailed last night, I put up an article, which was um, the minutes played by all the players who were on international duty in Man City by far. Um, they had the most minutes accrued like 10 of their squad played more than 200 minutes which is around about two and a half games <clears throat> Gundogan played all three and, and didn't and didn't uh, miss out on a single minute so he's someone who I think might be at risk on the flip side covering me backside for all eventualities um, Guardiola's talked about rhythm before so rhythm going into matches rhythm going into Champions League matches as well so he's, he's I remember famously um, uh, once when a uh, uh, Aguero had been rested for two weeks and Jesus had been away in South America, had a long-haul flight back, had played twice, and we all thought Aguero was going to start. It's an absolute shoe-in, and he selected Jesus. And his reasoning for that was that we need r- rhythm um, going into matches, going into the Champions League game. So um, 
or going into any competitive match. So there's not, there's no, you know, arrest, there's no guarantee of a start and being flogged over the international break is no guarantees of a breather, but there will be inevitably someone who's going to miss out. They've got a fully fit squad, I think, I'm pretty sure. Um, the good news for like De Bruyne, De Bruyne was, was benched in midweek against, uh, for Belgium's last game, so I think he's, he's going to play and he tends to start more Premier League games than not anyway. Um, Diaz, like, a bit like Robertson, has been kind of immune to that rotation. Stones is maybe a worry because Stones tends not to start two games in a row in a week, you know, on the sort of Saturday-Wednesday games. And Stones played for England uh, on Wednesday, and then, of course, Man City's playing um, Saturday against Leicester, so that's quite a quick turnaround. So he'd be a concern, I think. But, yeah, I could go through each player and tell you the risks and and whys and, and whatnots, but um, I'll obviously have a predicted lineup up later on today. Um, but you're just going to see this from now until the end of the season. I probably agree with you that the Leeds games are the, the worry because it falls right in the middle, in the middle of the two of the two um, quarters. It's just City rack up, yeah, such a, a big lead in the first leg. But... Yeah, it's basically what you. It's just the rhythm thing. That's all I thought was they haven't played as a team for two weeks, so therefore yeah. maybe most of the first teamers play. I mean, as first as first team as you can get, right? In Pep, I've just looked like he's been, this is his fifth season at Man City, and we're st- I'm still sat here trying to guess what he's going to play every week. But yeah. yeah, in my head, the narrative I've written myself is that most of them play this week, then they play Dortmund, then we'll see what the score is, and then we'll think about Leeds. But that's got. But then I feel like Bielsa is one of those managers he'd really want to get one over on. Like I just feel like yeah. he definitely would. So. It's, it's, impossible, it's impossible to call. We'll, we'll have this same discussion next week and we'll still want yeah. to figure it out. Um, let's go on to West Ham. How are they looking? I think everyone's everyone's fine. Everyone of note. Uh, Bonham and Yarmolenko are still out. Um, uh, there wasn't an update on four nails, I don't think. Um, again, this is one I haven't seen all the way through and there'll be some stuff that will come, come out later on the day. Something's Moises is a bit coy with his, with his team use. Uh, yeah, so Fournals was flagged. Um, uh, Randolph was flagged. I don't know about him, but he's obviously back up goalkeeper. Um, which leaves, I think, Masawaka, who's who's a kind of half interesting one. He was a, I wouldn't say a semi-popular FPL option, but he was he was differential material when he was playing at wing back. Of course, he's been out. He's featured for the under 23s uh, reserves over the international break, and he's going to be in contention for um, for the Monday game. Um, so that'll be interesting to watch to see how Moyes if he does re- reintegrate him back into the team and whether they go back to a wing-back system or the Cresswells are centre-half again. So that's obviously something to watch uh, medium term, but um, nothing reported of note from from Moyes on the likes of, sort of Lingard or Antonio. So we're assuming they're fine. He did say that they've got a few knocks and bruises, but he said there's nothing nothing major. Good stuff. Uh, let's go to Man United. So Rashford, I think he played... I think he, there wasn't any England squad at all, was he? Because he had that knock. Um, was he in the squad that he get brought out? He I- went... Yeah, yeah he, he went. Didn't he didn't play, play did a single minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. he didn't, didn't feature a single single minute, and then he just came home. So yeah, um, yeah, he's he's uh, him and Greenwood look the closest ones to a return. They both train, and Solskjaer said if they if they come through the final sessions, then they'll be in contention and they'll feature. The more you know, the bigger doubts are. I think Martial and Lindelof, both of them picked up uh, injuries over the international break with their respective countries, and they haven't trained as of this morning. So they're obviously bigger doubts for for the weekend. Um, but Cavani's back now. He he, he was back in the in the FA Cup match, um, and uh, and Pogba's obviously back as well. He's he's um, he featured before the international break and then heavily for France during it. So um, yeah, I think uh, I think it's just Martial and Lindelof who are the significant 
doubts. Um, there was a bit of a bit of talk on De Gea and Henderson as well about uh, who we prefer. And surprise, surprise, um, Solskjaer had given absolutely nothing away as to who his who his choice was. Seeing that both will feature uh, at some point. So yeah, my guess is as good as yours. Yeah, my, my gut feeling is De Gea gets his place back. It's only been three league games yeah. for Henderson, but. He hasn't really done anything wrong, like we said to you, like I said to you before we uh, we came on air. So I, yeah, don't know. Can't really help for anyone. I don't think anyone's going for De Gea or Henderson anyway. So uh, yeah. we're probably okay in that regard. Uh, let's move on to Everton. Um, what's the status there? Yeah, quite a lot to report. Um, James and uh, Robin Olsen, both of whom had been deflagged anyway because Ancelotti had previously confirmed this. They're both fit and available. Uh, Pickford's still out. So he's got, uh, I think, this abdominal problem, which he, he actually did say he'd be back after the March international break, but I guess that could mean at any point after the international break. He's still out, and I think he's going to return to training next week, we anticipate. Uh, Gabamin's back, the lesser-spotted Gabamin, who's um, obviously a defensive midfielder. Not an option in FPL, but someone who, who could maybe make a difference in terms of clean-sheet prospects. Uh, Takuri's obviously out long-term. Bernard's out. Delph's out. And Davies and Godfrey are minor doubts with, with sort of little knocks, but um, Ancelotti said he hopes they are going to train and be available for uh, again for the Monday night game, which gives them an extra an extra couple of nights to uh, to recover. Good stuff. Um, let's go on to Southampton, where Hasn has turned into Sean Dyche with um, talking about Prowsey. Uh, I saw I saw <laughs> there. Um, what's his latest, and also what about what's happening with uh, or what's the latest with Danny Ings as well? Because obviously he's been out for a little while. Just as an aside, actually, on Burnley, I did see that um, even their website now, their headlines uh, is all the players with Y's on the end of the name. So oh. Woody was up there this morning on the, just catching on with the admin. But yeah, back to Southampton. Um, Ings and Walcott have trained for over a week, according to uh, um, Hassan we've, we've seen them in training. Uh, the pitches released from the club, and then Hassan will confirm today that they're both in contention for that uh, game against Burnley. Um, Ward Prowse, yeah, he, he could lose his his ever present start at tag. It's it's a minor concern though. He was he was sent home from England duty in midweek with a uh, it's called it arrested as a precaution. So that's why he wasn't flagged. I think the word rested in there was um, that's why he wasn't flagged. But the flags on now very much so because he hasn't been in training. He's got a calf issue. Hasnut is still confident that he'll recover for the Burnley game uh, and that he'll obviously train ahead of it. So just a 75 flag on there. He's obviously still um, he's got a good chance of featuring, but there is an element of doubt. And of course, he's, he's such a mainstay of that side. I think he, he doesn't even get substituted, never mind rotated. Um, but they're getting they're getting players back gradually. They've had a, a good, um, uh, well, three weeks off Premier League duty. They did play in the FA Cup and, and played very well against Bournemouth. And um, yeah, Ings, Ings being back is the one to watch because they will have a double at some point, we're, we're pretty sure of, because... Um, uh, they, uh, I think they've still got a game of Is that right? No. Chris, yeah, Crystal Palace. Palace. No, it's them Palace against the Crystal Palace. Yeah. My, my bad. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, something to monitor. Of course, Adams is a man in form. Made three goals in as many games. Scored for Scotland over the international break. And Redmond's even even starred up top in the FA Cup as well. So um, a bit of competition for Ings, but you would think that he uh, he comes straight back in. Um. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. If he's fully fit, I guess. Yeah, so they've got a game outstanding with Palace to play, but obviously we don't know where that's going to go. So I guess, yeah. I don't know if it could go in game week 33, potentially. That would mean they had no blanks and no doubles. But if it gets put anywhere else, then it is a double. Yeah, 33 Southampton's playing um, FA Cup, aren't they? Oh, they still so are. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
I don't know where to go. I think we're all guessing at the moment, like even even Mr. Krellen. Um we don't know how the end of the season's gonna go in terms of uh rejigging the calendar for you know for to let the home fans in. We don't know how that's gonna play out, but um I forgot they were playing Leicester, yeah. aren't they? I just looked at right. there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um Okay, cool. Uh, let's go on to Brighton next. The heroes of game week 29. Pretty much everyone that played um, didn't blank, apart from Dan Byrne. Not happy yeah. about that. Um, <laughs> how are they looking this week? Yeah, um, I backed them against my mob. I fully expecting that to happen. And uh, they're, they're, there we go. Uh, they've got... Um, everyone's come back from international duty fine. Um, no injuries or illnesses to report. Uh, Webster's still out. He was... He was Aiming for a return after the international break, but he still possibly still a few weeks away. But he did then said game with 31, which I think is Monday night, a week on Monday against Everton is when they were targeting for him. So he's still out. Um, obviously Lamptey's out for the season. Same with March as well, but nothing nothing major to report from the uh, from the Brighton camp. Good stuff. Um, what about Scott Parker? Looking very happy uh, on the image I saw with the tweet. Um, I think they're yeah. the same, aren't they? I mean, well, not the same as Brighton. I know mean, they've got some long-term players out, but they're looking pretty good in terms of fitness for them, right? Yeah, from what I heard, so I was listening to this, and um, Parker did say no one's come back injured or ill. Um, and we've seen Bobby Reid back in training over the international break as well, so he's, he's obviously in contention. Still not sure about Kearney. There's sort of a weekly update on him. Uh, he's just I don't know if he's even going to feature again this season I think Parker was unsure of that himself last I heard but yeah pretty quiet Mitrovic of course was in was in good form and for Serbia and there was a lot of talk about him and, and what he has to do to get back in the team but um, he still he still uses an impact sub but now he must be getting closer to a start because um, since uh, since he scored those two goals Josh Major hasn't um, hasn't done much in terms of in terms of finding the net so must be edging ever closer it- to it to it was it? I can't even remember that. Was it game week twenty nine where he came off after forty five minutes, or was it the game before there, Major? It was like it was game week twenty nine, wasn't it against Leeds? Yeah, because yeah. a lot of people had him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, if I had free hit, I would have considered him. So yeah, may, maybe Mitrovic will be um, yeah back in soon. One to monitor. Um, okay, let's go to relegation candidates alongside Fulham, Newcastle. Um, how are their boys looking? Got any like set Maximin, Callum Wilson going to be back soon? I'm not even going to protest that we're relegation candidates. I'm, I'm fully expecting us to go down now. Yeah, um, that that is one positive actually, in that we have had the front three missing for quite a, a, a little while. Um, you know, you take your front three out of of any club, you're going to suffer. Um, so Almiron came back in game week uh, 30, sorry, 29. It wasn't fit, but I think played 70 minutes, so he's he's fully fit now. To maximums. Uh, back on the training ground, and he's got a chance, Courtney Bruce, of featuring in some capacity, whether that's off the bench or from the start. Wilson, who I think we thought would be closer um, than, than St. Maximum, isn't, doesn't look like he's going to feature. Uh, Bruce was talking more about the Burnley game in 31 as being the game that he'll be targeting for a comeback, uh, which maybe makes sense because that is a relegation six-pointer for us. Probably the more winnable of the, of the two games. You know, we've got Spurs this time and then, I know Spurs aren't in any great form, but um, Burnley's, you know, is a crucial game. So, if you've got all three of Almiron, St. Maximum and, and Wilson back for that one and stand a bit of a chance. But yeah, they, they're the uh, updates on that three. Um, Hayden's out for the season. That's a, a big blow for us as well. He's a sort of defensive midfielder. So uh, we're going to need to replace him. And I think that's it from a Newcastle perspective. Yeah, going to be an interesting few weeks to see how they get on. Uh, yeah, you mentioned Brighton, uh, not Brighton, sorry, Burnley just a minute ago. Any, I don't think there's any major news there, is there? 
Reedy out for a few weeks, and Barnes is still out for a little while as well. Um, Kevin Long's significant bout. I don't think you got updates on, on Taylor, um, who was due back after the national break. I did see, I think one of the Bernie reporters suggested he was he was in training again. But that's that's no guarantee with Dice. He's, he's fond of it, um, back on the grass and a touch and go. So I'll, I'll watch that fully later on to see if I've missed anything. And there might be some stuff coming up later in Bargo section because obviously Taylor's a name that keeps, keeps rearing his head, I think, when people are looking at budget Bernie defenders. But of course, we've got the Chesterfield Cafe on the other side now, the um, free-scoring, chance-creating uh, Loughton. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's anything fresh apart from Brady. I'm still not over that great finish for Loughton. When I, when, I came, when I was at the double game week, I think, in 24, whenever it was, yeah, that was absolutely crazy, that goal. Um, okay, only a few teams there. So Crystal Palace next. Anything major there? Yeah, so Hodgson said before the international break that he's going to get all these players back after the, the two, two weeks breather. He's got one. It's Tyrick Mitchell, who's uh, the only one likely to recover for the Everton game. Uh, McCarthy and Klein are being assessed, so there's a possibility... But the rest of them, uh, we assume, are still going to miss out. Uh, I wonder if he's still including Ferguson in that. We keep mentioning Ferguson every week because he's 3.8, um, as is Mitchell. Uh, but he had been training with the under-23s for a fortnight, I think. And then I'm not sure if he's featured in any bounce games over the, over the break. But um, I, don't, I don't know if he's included in that, that injured contingent still. Uh, maybe I should just stop talking about him because he's, it's game week 30 now. And I'm, I think I've probably got to give up the ghost that he's going to feature at any point this season. But... Um, no word on him, uh, and and only and only Mitchell looking likely to be back for this one. Ferguson's going to have to be a game week thirty eight punt. Uh, that'll be your yeah. punt in thirty eight. <laughs> uh, what? How about uh, West Brom? I think I saw uh, Robson Carney obviously came back from Wales, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, for disciplinary reasons. Um, uh, as I said, he's he's uh, negative COVID test, so he's fine and and he sang he said everyone else is all right as well like he's he was boasting that's why i interviewed him this morning boasting that um his methods his his nutrition and his new training ground regimes made west brom that sort of healthiest club in the division in terms of injuries um we don't know about games but no one cares about that conor gallagher won't play uh he's uh, a low knee from chelsea and obviously he can't play against his parent club so they will be forced into, uh, into one change anyway Fair news. Um, how about Wolves? Obviously, Patricia, I think he got injured, didn't he, in the last game they played? I can't remember when that was. I've, I'm so lost after the two weeks. I'm getting mixed up when the games were. But yeah, he went off with a pretty bad injury, didn't he? He did, yeah. It was, I mean, the head injury. And you think, um, obviously, one end of the scale, it's Jimenez, who's out for a long term. But mostly when you get head injuries, it's it's six days concussion protocol and he's fine. But he, of course, he pulled out of the Portugal squad. So Obviously, something a bit more serious than that. Um, but Santo has, has said this afternoon that he's, he's okay. He's trained well this week. And um, they've even got um, Pudencia as well. Uh, uh, or Pudencia, I don't know how you pronounce it. It's been out that long, I forget. Uh, he's joined um, part of the session. Uh, and he should be back in the squad very soon. Whether that's West Ham, um, Nuno was, was sort of coy on the matter. But he's obviously he's drawn in to a return just in time for that, that good fixture run. You know, that they've got from 31. Um, uh, they have got a doubt over uh, João Moutinho, who uh, missed uh, Portugal's, I think, final two games, possibly the, the final game, I'm not sure which, but um, he was flagged, I think, a couple of days ago, and, and Nuno's confirmed that um, he's got a small problem, and a few other players as well have got have got um, sort of minor issues, so didn't tell us who they were, 
And obviously, they've got a lot of players, particularly Portuguese players, returning. Um, and he says this is the standard Nuno line about him assessing over the next few days. Fair news. Um, I, I guess they are going to start to come into our consideration as well because the fixtures are yeah. um, are pretty strong. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see who has those knocks. We've got two teams left: Arsenal and Sheffield United. Have we heard from either of those? We did. I think these were both yesterday. I think these were the first two first two up. So, um, Arsenal was still with a, a medical bulletin. I don't think that's come through yet. I will check that. But Arteta did address the team news anyway in, in his in his press conference. Uh, we've seen William back in training over the international break, so hopefully he's all right. Um, Saka and Smith Rowe, they were, were casualties of um, of uh, they both both or one's England under twenty one and one's the, the senior side, um, but they both seem pretty uh, nothing nothing serious. So um, Arteta's hoping that they're both going to be all right for for this weekend. Um, Sheffield United, uh, they've got a, a, a legion of, of injuries still. Um, uh, Sander Berg, I think, had, had gone away with Norway. who's called up, but he's still a few weeks away. Benny Sharp's out for a few weeks as well. Basham hasn't trained as of Thursday. Um, John Egan's just back on the grass, the building of his fitness. Robinson O'Connell's still out. So a lot of injuries, particularly in defence. Um, we saw Baldock and, and Stevens playing at centre-half in the FA Cup. It was a decent performance, actually, against Chelsea. A lot better. Um, and Ben Osborne at, at wing-back. So um, they've, got, uh, they've got still got a, a litany of, of injuries and um, whilst it was an improved performance against Chelsea, a, a changed Chelsea side, um, you'd still be looking at Leeds assets in the captaincy shake-up, not just for, for selection this weekend, definitely for uh, for the armband as well. well great um, segue for that, a question I was going to ask you. Who mm, Are you going to captain Leeds player or are you just going to go with Harry Kane? Well, much of, much of your uh, mindset, and you were talking to me this morning about this um, about the scout picks, and I've, I'm, I hate... I've got to block out this noise. I've got to find a way of just blocking everyone on Twitter um, during this period because I was set on key. And then I see, I see, I think Paul put up a stat yesterday about Rafinha's uh, returns or his stats since he, he made his first start. Mark was talking about him last night on Black Box. And oh, it's just, I can feel myself just gravitating towards Leeds. I think if I wasn't so pessimistic about Newcastle, then I'd be, I'd be definitely all about. Rafinha. I think I'd go for Rafinha over Banford because there's still obviously that concern about whether Banford's 100% and he'd make it an early substitution or something but Rafinha's looked so electric and he's been so unlucky as well not to get more returns lately um, I just Newcastle are just such a shambles at the minute I just, I, I'm struggling to look past past Kane uh, or even, even Son as, as Tom Freeman suggested as well um, so yeah it's on Kane at the moment but I am I've got the backbone of a, an amoeba, so I'll, I can I can easily be um, persuaded otherwise uh, over the next twenty four or twelve hours or so. If you spend enough time on Twitter, you'll be bringing in a captain and Alonso. To be fair, at this <laughs> the way it goes, so you got you got to stay off. Um, yeah, no, fair enough. I'm on. Okay. I think I think now that Son's back, that's kind of locked it in for me. I just think that is yeah. a big help because he's been so creative recently. He's actually been creating more chances than he has been shooting. So. Um, yeah, interesting one. Anyway, we'll leave the capacity talk there. Um, Neil, as always, thank you very much for all that info. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, good luck, everybody. 
Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, FF Scout. Um, obviously, all, any more team news we get. The deadline's not till tomorrow, so there is a chance that maybe you get some embargoed stuff tonight. We'll have to just hope, really. Uh, anything else we get will be out on the uh, Twitter account. There'll also be the team news article. There's the team news tab on the website as well, so you can check all that out. There's links to all that in the description below. Do hit that like button on the video. Hit subscribe as well. Uh, and we will be back same time-ish next week for a Friday deadline. So thanks very much for watching, and we'll see you soon.